recording all right guys welcome back to another episode the uh fortitude radio here on the um the we are fit collective so we have a very special guest today this will be one of our remote episodes uh we have johnny lopez who is actually um running for sheriff of branch county what's up johnny how are you man good good thanks cardi for having me yeah um, I'm very interested in, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about a few weeks ago is, uh, is our support and my personal support um, as a business owner and member of the community, my support for you based on a few things. I've noticed a trend towards, for lack of a better phrase, personal responsibility from you and a desire to create a better community. And that's that's part of our, our vision. Our vision as a company is to um, create better people who can help us create a better company who in turn, or create a better community, excuse me, who will in turn help us create a better world. So uh, I wanna kind of give you an opportunity to speak to you know anybody who might be listening to this podcast. This is gonna come out um, in the morning of kind of the election day. So this would be an opportunity for you to you know get yourself out there into a couple more people and, and see, uh, See if we can help make some change around here. Awesome. Yes. Um, well, number one, I'm, I'm Johnny Lopez, and you already introduced me. Uh, and I am candidate here for Branch County for the sheriff. And uh, a little bit about my background is uh, I am, you know, Hispanic, uh, Mexican-American. Um, also, you know that uh, through my Facebook page that uh, – I am Spanish speaking. I am semi-fluent in Spanish. Uh, I was born in San Antonio, Texas, moved up here against my will when I was about five. Uh, so I grew up mostly in Michigan. Uh, well, I actually grew up in Michigan from five years old on up. I uh, moved to the Branch County area around uh, 85 or so. Um, I got involved with uh, my first real emergency services work with uh, uh, Branch County 911. Um, from there, I went to the Branch County Sheriff's Office, became a corrections uh, officer or deputy. Uh, from there, I went to the village of Quincy, where I became a community service officer um, and a school liaison officer. So I was also the school resource officer for, for Quincy. All the time while I was going through the police academy out of uh, Calla Community College. While I was in the police academy, the opportunity came uh, came open at the Village of Quincy for police chief. Um, mind you, I was not a certified police officer yet. I was still going through the academy, but I thought, well, you know, why not? So I put my application in and uh, I was selected and I was appointed temporary or acting chief until I finished my, my police academy and got my certification. Uh, that was, the, uh, it was contingent upon that, that I, um, so when I was, uh, when I graduated from Cadillac Community College, um, they appointed me a full-time police chief. And I served with Quincy Police Department for about three years as a police chief. Um, and I left the village of Quincy, went to the Eaton County Sheriff's Office, where, I, where I'm currently employed as a road patrol deputy. Um, I've been there going on uh, 18 years now, uh, the 12th of this August. Uh, so I've had, uh, you know, 
some experience in different areas. Um, I was also a police reserve for the city of Bronson and the city of Coldwater and Quincy. Uh, so I had my feet wet in different areas uh, as far as uh, law enforcement. Um, through all that time, one of the things I did value the most was the integrity and the professionalism involving wearing that badge. It didn't matter if I was at Quincy or uh, Reserve in Bronson or, you know, at the Sheriff's Office or in Eaton County. Uh, I take wearing that badge uh, with very, very strong responsibility um, and professionalism and integrity. That means a lot when I put that badge on. Uh, so it's not about just wearing a badge and, you know, being a cop. It's about being a person, uh, being a people to other people. Um, compassion, empathy, all that stuff uh, that involves making contact with the people. Um, I don't hold myself any higher just because I'm a law enforcement officer. As a matter of fact, I'm, I hold myself more uh, with having to have stricter morals um, and being more, um, I don't want to say it, the responsibility of uh, when I say integrity, uh, which means I have to hold myself to a higher standard uh, for the people that I serve. Every time I put that badge on, uh, very, very into the community. Um, no matter where I went, I always talk to people. Um, sometimes I just talk way too much. And um, we, I, exactly, I could go on and on unless somebody stopped me when I, when I start conversations. So um, as far as being <clears throat> um, a sheriff, and my reasons to run for the office as a sheriff. Um, I see some things here in Branch County that that are real troubling, um, and I've seen them for a long time here in Branch County. One of the main things in Branch County, as it were, in this tiny little box, and I've used that example in every time I speak. Um, I come from a much bigger county where I work uh, in part of the West part of Lansing is, is where I work. And when I come home here in the branch County, I, I, I wonder why are we not where they are up there? Why are we not here in branch County where Sturgis is, where you see the downtown area just blooming? Why are we not like Marshall, where you see the downtown area just, just blooming? Um, even over in the Hillsdale County, uh, you see the downtown areas blooming with people. Uh, businesses, you know, blooming. Obviously, now with the COVID, um, this pandemic, things have, you know, it, it's hurt everybody. Um, but the other thing I see here in Branch County is, like I said, we go down, I go directly downtown, and I see empty businesses. I don't see you know, the flourishing here of, of people like like we should have, and I don't know what the reason is for that. Um, but I suspect that little tiny box that I, I would talked about yeah we here in branch county have been in this tiny little box for way 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 too long um we've got to get out there and tear open this box and we've got to go with the change if we don't move with the changes we're going to get left behind and right now that's what it looks like it's like we're getting left behind um as the sheriff one of the things the sheriff can do to help Branch County Grow is to be a sheriff for the people. To me, it's important that the sheriff is out there with a the community uh, to help that community grow. Um, one of the things I'm 
really strong right now is I try to encourage these young kids that just graduated. Um, that I can't instill enough in them. Get out there and exercise your right to vote. In order to make a change here in Branch County, you, your voice has got to be heard. So um, these kids, I try to encourage them. Um, you're the voice of our future. These kids are our future. Um, if we don't teach them and we don't show them, who will? And that's one of the things that I think that's also keeping us here in, in this little box is we're not, we're not showing our kids that their voice matters enough. Um, that's why I encourage all these kids to get out there and vote. Uh, it, it means something. It's a very, very, very big thing to go out there and vote. Um, the other thing that I see here in, in Branch County is, you know, there's got to be some standard of accountability and responsibility for the things that happen here in, in Branch County. Um, I take responsibility when, when I was a police chief in Quincy. I took full responsibility for being the chief. The actions of my, my employees, that, that's on me. Um, professionalism, integrity, uh, the conduct, code of conduct, those are all important to me. Um, and as the sheriff, you've got to lead by example. And I am a strong, strong believer in leading by that example. Now, that's why I told everybody out here when I was campaigning that this sheriff is going to be a working sheriff. I'm going to be out there with my guys as much as I can, taking complaints, going out there. I want to know what my guys are doing. Um, how else better for a sheriff to know what's going on out in his community and with his, with his crew if he's out there by, you know, out there with them doing, uh, doing the stuff that a sheriff should be doing. Um, it's important that sheriff to be out there in the community. Um, obviously there's other issues that, you know, the, the, the sheriff's responsibility is to protect the people. Uh, our constitution is the other thing. Um, I know people have asked me about, you know, the second amendment rights, uh, which I'm, I strongly, uh, I'm a very strong supporter of our second amendment, right? Um, but constitutional laws, that's the other thing that, uh, you know, this year follows the laws of the constitution. Um, and that's, that's our constitutional rights. We've got to protect our rights here. Um, as far as the monies that I see as taxpayers, uh, want to touch up a little bit on this millage that we had here that, um, and I don't think folks realize this enough, this $25 million plus millage that was passed for this brand new jail. Um, we're going to be paying for that for a while. Uh, it's going to hurt. You look at the millage that uh, we passed for the jail. You look at this brand new school that's being uh, built here in cold water. Um, another taxpayer uh, burden. Um, and now with this pandemic, with people out of work, uh, and, and if something else happens where we get shut down, it's going to hurt us again. We're going to be without uh, without that revenue. Um, people are going to be hurting without, without jobs. Uh, one of the things I saw during this pandemic was the continual construction of our, uh, of this jail. People still out there working, um, uh, which, you know, I think that we have to, you know, have our ducks in a row when we're talking about protecting the people here in the community. Uh, I wouldn't have, uh, had construction workers out there working during the pandemic. Um, we, we had people that were laid off and people that uh, lost their jobs. 
that should have been, I think, handled a little bit differently. Um, but as far as the monies that are going into this, uh, this project with a brand new jail, uh, there were some, uh, some issues that happened. I think everybody's aware of that they dug up and hit water. Um, then they had to move the site over a little bit, dig again, and then they hit some more water from a water line they apparently hit. And uh, uh, it, these things right there are costly to the taxpayers. Um, and I take that responsibility with taxpayers' money very, very seriously. Um, again, I was a chief in Quincy. I had a budget that I had to follow, uh, a budget that I had to prepare. And I did not uh, waste taxpayers' money. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had a back then we had a, almost a three hundred thousand dollar a year budget for the Quincy uh, Police Department as a whole, and I fell way way below that uh, after the first year being the chief, and we kept underneath that uh, being the chief. Uh, so people's money is another is another very strong responsibility that I take uh, very seriously. Um, but the main issues, like I said, for wanting to run for sheriff here. It's the change that we got to have. Our 24-7 hour police uh, patrol coverage needs to come back. Uh, that is a responsibility of the sheriff. Um, people ask me, so well, how are you going to bring back 24-7 hour coverage when they had a budget cut and layoffs? Well, I come from a much larger uh, county where, where I work. Same thing happened to us. We had budget cuts. We had layoffs. Uh, we still kept our 24-7 hour coverage. We had to do some shifting around with uh, staffing, but it, it happened. Um, same thing can happen here, and it could have happened back in 2013 when uh, they quit roll patrol at night. Uh, and some people don't realize that, Cody. They don't realize that uh, since 2013, there has not been county roll patrol coverage at night from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, it's left up to the state police to, to patrol. And they've got not just our county, they're patrolling. Um, so to me, it's very important to bring that back. Um, and I, I, I use this, this example every time. Uh, what happens at night? Who comes out at night? Well, predators come out at night. They're nocturnal. They hunt at night. Same thing here in Branch County. Sure. Criminals come out at night. They hunt at night out here. Uh, and people are wondering where, where all these drugs are coming from, uh, the heroin. Well, you know what? The streets are open at night. So if we got nobody patrolling our roadways from the county sheriff's office, where do you think they're gonna put drugs? Right on these streets, they're gonna bring them right here. And if we don't have somebody being proactive out there at night making traffic stops, stopping some of these, uh, these drugs that are coming in, it's a, free, it's a free flow of drugs coming in here. But that's not the only crime that's, that's happening here in Branch County. We got other, other stuff that happens at night. Sure. Um, but that's my main issue. Uh, to run for sheriff is to bring back that 24-7 hour road patrol coverage and it can be accomplished if you have a working sheriff, if you have a working undersheriff and a working administration. Uh, and by, what I mean by that is if you have certified uh, officers that are in these positions that can go out there and help take some of these complaints during the day so we can shift around some of the staffing and get coverage at night, it can happen. Uh, and this sheriff, work nights if I got to, I did it in Quincy. Uh, if I get a call at two o'clock in the morning saying, hey, sheriff, we got a bad accident and these guys are tied up on the uh, way on the west side of the country, can you take that? Yeah, I'll respond. That's my duty to do that. Um, and I feel as a sheriff, just as when I was in Quincy, I worked nights in Quincy. I covered shifts for guys that called in and, you know, I caught bad guys. 
you know, and it, it's fun catching bad guys when you know they're not going to be out there doing stuff anymore because right. of Bitcoin. Uh, and it, it feels great to capture somebody who's got stolen property that belongs to somebody and, and you return their property. It's a good feeling. Um, but that's what a sheriff should be doing, uh, in my belief. There's going to be people out there that don't believe the sheriff should be out there patrolling the roads. I'm sorry. Those days are long gone. When the sheriffs were first established in our country, they were out there working with their deputies. Uh, and I'm sorry, but the, this county deserves a working sheriff. Um, so that's my take on, um, on running for sheriff. Um, and I welcome anybody that has got questions. Uh, I know it's going to be election day by the time this comes out there. Um, but in order to make this, make this change, uh, it's got to happen with you people out there. You've got to be wanting to make that change. Um, some people are afraid of change. Now, they don't want to change anything around because they're comfortable with the way things are. But I'm telling you, without this change in our county, uh, we're going to be stuck in this little box. Wow. So there you have it. That was great. First of all, there's a, there was so much there, so much good stuff to unpack. Um, I would just like to hit on a couple of things because there was one, there was a few words that I heard you repeat over and over. And, and what it tells me is you have, you've established what your values are. And you're living into those values. And you, you use words like integrity, professionalism, responsibility um, over and over. And I don't, I don't hear many people in going for a, a position of leadership locally using these words. What I, hear them, what I hear them doing mainly is talk about you know, their platform or what they're going to do or how they're going to implement some sort of a tactic that's going to make things different. And for me, this is a difference in wanting to be seen as a leader and choosing to lead, right? I believe that the people who are really the leaders and the, the people who are choosing to lead are the ones leaning into their values. And the ones saying, like, like you said, for example, if you're the guy who needs to be out there at two o'clock in the morning, you're there because you didn't say it, but I'll say it. That's what leaders do. You lean yes. into responsibility and um, you take it very seriously because that's what leaders do. I imagine that this yes. community right. needs a resurgence of leaders and not just people who want to be seen leading. And that is regardless of all things, all things, any other things, that, that is the reason why you get my unfettered support is because I see that there is a desire to lean into values and, and truly be a leader rather than just stand in the front and say, hey, check me out. So kudos to you for that. Well, I appreciate that, Cody. Yeah, man. I appreciate I, that. I definitely see the, uh, the small box and uh, the, the area, right? And you had touched on that change is scary for people. Mm -hmm. we're, we're so interesting as human beings, as, as creatures, right? We would, we're, we're more comfortable with the, uh, the hell that is known than the heaven that is unknown, right? Yes. I think that, uh, you know, for this, this area to, to take the next step and to evolve, it's time for that that new blood, 
the, the people who are leaning back into their values rather than resting on their laurels. And that's yes. what I'm very excited yeah. about. And that's one of the reasons that you get my support. So. Well, I appreciate that, Cody. Yeah. I was going to touch up on when you said change. Uh, I said people are afraid of change. I was going to mention, you know, I'm, I'm 55 years old. I'm not computer savvy one bit. Yeah. You know, where I work, we, we got new stuff, new equipment. Uh, you know, we got body cameras that we use. We got, uh, you know, laptops that we use. And, and I'll be the first to admit, something goes wrong with that. I know how to turn it on, turn it off. <laughs> but you know what? When they implemented uh, newer body cameras and newer equipment and uh, ways to interface everything on our laptop and in our car, I kept thinking, man, you know what? Why do we got to do this? Why, why do we got to change what we had before? Because it was so much easier. You know, I had already learned how to do that. But you know what? And it was that kind of thought that I had when I was talking about. I was afraid of, of changing that. I was hesitant. I'm thinking, why, why are we changing? But then I learned this new system that we've got. And you know what? It's remarkable. Yeah. It's a change. It's but you got to open your mind to it. 100%. Well, people talk about it, right? There's this inherent fear of change, but we all love the result, right? Think about, I mean, from in my case, think about it, the exercise standpoint, right? We want to change our habits, our, our nutrition, and we want to start exercising. And in the beginning, there's all this fear and resistance. And then we just start doing it and we start seeing the benefits of it. And then all of a sudden we start to feel better and we look better. I mean, when, when these things came out, when our cell phones came out, I don't imagine anybody thought that it was going to be a computer in your pocket, right? But every, no, most people could not live without it now. This is one of the positive, this is positive adaptation. This is a result of change. Change scares people. It's kind of in our nature, right? We didn't know what fire was the first time that we saw it, but we've reaped tremendous benefits from utilizing it. Yes. Change is necessary. Change exactly. is evolution. Change is growth. And I think that that's where this community at large is, is we're in need of growth and change and, and positive adaptation. Yes. No, I agree completely. I love it. Well, Johnny, I don't want to take up too much of your time, brother. I appreciate you being on. Is there anything that you want to, that you want to leave, uh, leave the, the viewers, listeners with that we didn't cover? Anything that you just want to touch on one more time? Just that today's election day, by the time they get this, it'll be election day and they just get out there, exercise your right to vote. And if you, like I said, uh, I didn't know this until today, but if, you know, if you're not registered to vote, all they got to do is take their ID and proof of residency to the polls and they can register to vote. Uh, and I understand, I think I read uh, an article today that uh, it's been almost a decade uh, in cold water where their absentee uh, ballots, you know, were, were they weren't very strong. And uh, according to what I read today was they sent out 1,700 and 1,300 came back. So this is a, this is a year. Uh, apparently people, you know, put in their absentee ballots. So awesome. But the polls are there. And for those who haven't voted, get out there and vote your, your the vote counts. I can't stress that enough. To make the change, you got to want to make that change. So 
it's all it's all great and beautiful to to pay it lip service, right? But we gotta we gotta take action. We gotta do the things if if we want to see leaders step up in the community, we have to take personal responsibility and go out there and lead ourselves. Exactly. Yes. I love it, brother. Well, you're getting my vote today. I'm so supportive of you. I thank you so much for taking the time this evening to uh, to be on this. I no, I appreciate Cody everything, and I, I appreciate your endorsement. I got to get, get that on there, so uh, I'm going to work on that next. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. Have a good